0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Finsider Radio on June 9th. I'm Kevin Nogle, the managing editor of the Finsider.com, host for Finsider Radio Quick Hits. As I talked about last week on the episode then, Finsider Radio has had to undergo some changes lately. Keith B, our normal host, is tied up at work, which means that he hasn't been able to put together a live show. And in order to make sure that we're still keeping Finsider Radio up to date and giving you the best look at the Miami Dolphins that we can provide, we're going to continue with these quick hit formats. The only issue is it's not a live show anymore. So... It's a little bit different. I'm having to record them and upload them. Hopefully we'll be able to figure out a way to get the live show back as quickly as we can. But for now, it'll remain a recorded show. Uh, The Quick Hits format gives me a chance to bring you some of the most up-to-date Miami Dolphins news, things that have happened over the last week. my thoughts on what's going on just that kind of stuff and then we'll end the show with any questions you guys may have uh you can either send them in when this episode or when any episode is uploaded onto the finsider.com in the article that announces the show and has it embedded just leave your questions in the comments there or anytime on twitter just hit us up with the hashtag finsider radio and just remember that finsider is spelled with a ph We'll collect all the questions that we get throughout the week and put them together at the end of the show. Uh, Let's go ahead and hit the quick hits for this week. Uh, First down, we'll look at Laramie Tunsil, who everybody knows was the first-round pick of the Dolphins in the 2016 NFL Draft. Picked 13th overall. He fell after the whole bong gas mask fiasco was posted to his Twitter account just minutes before the draft started. So we won't go into in-depth there, but... The Dolphins picked up a player that was projected by many mock drafts up until the trade for the two quarterbacks at the top to be a player that could have been the first overall pick. So now Tunsil's being moved inside to guard instead of tackle for the Dolphins, basically because Miami has Pro Bowl left tackle Brandon Albert. Eventually, Tunsil will be the replacement for Albert, but... That's going to take the veteran retiring or the Dolphins moving on from him. My guess is it'll be a retirement, but that that's where Tunsell is. He's looked good over the past few days in OTAs. Most reports have him looking really good, getting comfortable. The main thing to remember is these are organized team activities. It's June. This is non-contact, no-pads football practice. Tunsell... He's a rookie. He's going to make rookie mistakes as he adjusts the NFL, the speed of the game. He's also a rookie playing a new position, which means now we're having to take rookie mistakes, limit those as a rookie, take new position mistakes, limit those, and get used to the speed of the game. So there's going to be some issues there. But from the most part, Tunsil seems to be doing well. There are, of course, people out there that ignore all of that, and just say those are all excuses. Uh, An offensive lineman should be able to do better. Um, Again, this is without pads. It's hard for an offensive lineman to show what he can do when he's not playing in pads. How is he supposed to punch somebody in the chest, push them back off the offensive line, and open up a hole for a running back when he can't hit the other guy, when there are no pads, when all that stuff is not there? So there'll be people out there that are saying these are excuses. These are that we need to look past these and understand that he needs to be better. Um, Omar Kelly this week on June 6th, tweeted Laramie Tunsil, just let Chris McCain make a tackle in the backfield while playing left tackle Tunsil needs serious work. He also said, make all the excuses you want for Laramie Tunsil, but he's not performing up to expectations on June 7th. He added, you have, bought into team hype and spin before, not surprised, carry on. Even Laramie Tunsell said he's got a lot of work to do. Tunsil did say he has work to do, completely agree with that. But that doesn't mean that Tunsel's playing badly at this point. Meanwhile, Chris Perkins, who, like Kelly, works at the South Florida Sun-Sentinel, posted an article on June 7th with the title, Dolphins Rookie Laramie Tunsil Getting Rave Reviews. And throughout the article... Tunsil's teammates and coaches are all talking about how athletic, aggressive, strong, um, how light on his feet he looks. Perkins added a line in there saying Tunsil has been doing well in organized team activities according to all accounts. I guess he doesn't include Omar Kelly as all accounts, but it just seems like we're, we're at this point where we have some people that are looking at OTAs as... If we don't see it here, we can rule this guy out, whereas everybody else is looking at it like, hey, he's making adjustments. He's getting used to it. Palm Beach Post Andrew Abramson point, uh, tweeted during the OTA practice on June 6th, even in drills, you can tell Laramie Tunsil is light on his feet for such a big guy. Is Tunsil a Hall of Famer? Who knows? Is he a bust in need of serious work? Who knows? What we do know right now is that it is June. The media has seen just three practices. The fourth one is going on as I'm recording this. So that's three practices. That's all they've seen. Three practices, no pads, no contact. It's not even going full speed yet. So we're, we're, we're listening to these highs and lows. We have no idea what Laramie Tunsil will be this year. Does he need work? Of course he does. But so does Ryan Tannehill, Jarvis Landry, Mike Pouncey, Indomitian Sue, Cameron Wake, Byron Maxwell, John Denny. Everybody, every other member of this team needs work because it's June. These guys are just getting into a new playbook. They're just getting into football shape, and they're about to go take a month off. And then we're going to be back in training camp at the end of July. And still working on all this same stuff. So, whatever the case, Tunsil appears to be impressing most people. Moving to second down, let's stick with the rookies. We'll turn to Kenyon Drake. A third round pick back in April. He's battling through some low expectations. It's built around the fact that he was a call in his college career. He missed time for multiple injuries. He had multiple broken bones that forced him into a backup role, and he never became that featured starter at Alabama. Uh, That's never a good sign, but Drake has a ton of talent. Um, He was asked this week why he thinks he can be an NFL starter. His answer was hopefully just consistency. If you come in and look around the league at any running back, Alabama running backs coach Burton Burns, my college coach, he always used to say, after we come in on Mondays after a game, he'd say, who gets 100 yards every game? Why do they get 100 yards every game? And everybody else who doesn't get 100 yards every game. It's the work they put in on, on Monday through Saturday to get to that point. I think coming from Alabama, coming from a program like that, my work ethic and my versatility will give me the ability to put my stamp on this game and hopefully be one of those guys that Kurt, Coach Burns goes back and tells those guys, Every week, he gets 100 yards, and he can be a 1,000 yard back every year. I feel like that's everybody's goal. It's great for Drake to be saying that. It's not the role he will have this year, most likely, unless something happens to Jay Ajayi. But the Dolphins are going to be looking to get Drake the ball as part of a rotation between him and Ajayi. And the depth chart will likely be Ajayi is the starter, Drake following him as the second string. Hopefully, Drake can become a starter in the NFL because that would be great. The Dolphins could have two starting caliber running backs, assuming Ajay becomes that also. And you're looking at something like Ronnie Brown, Ricky Williams. That would be an amazing thing for the Dolphins. It's not a sure thing, but it is a great way for Drake to be looking moving forward. Of course, Drake already did win something in the NFL. He came away with the Madden 17 championship Championship during the NFL Players Association rookie premiere a few weeks ago. The event is a chance for the NFLPA to get those rookies out there. It's some of the top names from the 2016 draft class. It's some of the lesser-known names, but it's guys that they want to get out in front of sponsors, introduce them to the life of the NFL, have a little fun. They take pictures in their uniforms and pads so that those pictures can be used on uh, – trading cards. Um, They do things like the Madden tournament. Drake wins it. So, of course, there's some questions and some uh, people looking at it like, well, if he won that championship, he must be really good. And so, therefore, there must be a lot of challengers on the team. Uh, He said this week that since he's been back with the Dolphins after the rookie premiere, He's been focused primarily on getting on the field, getting that work in, studying the playbook, doing his film work, and all that kind of stuff. He's only played one game of Madden since, and he lost it to wide receiver Rashawn Scott. Um, kind of funny there, but it's one game. He said it in his, uh, in his interview or in his press conference that he's not going to win every game. It's a game. Somebody's going to beat him. He'll come back and beat him later. Something along those lines. So... It's, it's pretty cool, but it's, it's, it's a funny thing. It's, a, it's an off-the-field type of story that, of course, it's the off season, so we're all focused on those type of things. Uh, he did say that he's already seen his rating on Madden 17. He's not happy about it. His quote was, I already know my rating, and it's not good. I don't want to talk about that. So uh, he, he's not happy. He thinks he should be rated higher, but I think every player in the NFL thinks he should be rated higher. Moving to third down, uh, transitions seem to be working today, so we went rookie to rookie in first to second down. We'll go running back to running back, second to third down. Uh, we'll look at a veteran who Miami may have interest, but Arian Foster's name has been in the background of a lot of talk about the Dolphins running backs group, um, a lot of he would fit in really well there type of stories from ESPN and all those type of analysts. Um, Foster's obviously coming off an Achilles tear. He's expected to be back looking for a job in the next month or so. Uh, Miami did meet with him back in March and there continues to be speculation that that is where he will probably end up. It doesn't seem to be a sure thing as some people think, however. Uh, Miami Herald's Barry Jackson wrote yesterday the Dolphins aren't pursuing Houston free agent running back Arian Foster, who visited Dolphins headquarters earlier this spring, but they will consider him if they have an injury or if their young backs falter. Foster is still working his way back from a torn Achilles sustained October 25th. So it doesn't sound like the Dolphins are planning to be the first person at Foster's door whenever the running back feels he's ready to resume. uh, they eventually could make something happen, but it's not high up on their list right now. They're trusting Jay Ajayi and Kenyan Drake and then Damian Williams, who's been injured throughout uh, the OTAs so far. Um, Daniel Thomas and Isaiah Peter also there. So they're trusting those guys to be able to step up and take over. Um, another note was the Dolphins did meet with Dan Heron this week, the former Bengals, Colts, and Bills running back. They didn't offer him a contract. The word was that they were going to be uh, looking to possibly keep him around and keep him on the radar if, again, an injury occurs or that he's unable to – he's unable – or the the running backs are unable to live up to what they hope. Uh, Unfortunately, that speculation or that ability ended today because the Bills re-signed Heron, so – that will keep, uh, keep Arian Foster as the most likely candidate if the Dolphins are looking for a depth running back down the road. Fourth down. This week, there seemed to be some surprise as OTAs are ongoing and the media is starting to see what's going on with the Dolphins. People are surprised that Jordan Phillips is challenging Earl Mitchell for the top defensive tackle position next to and Sioux. And I don't know why it's surprising People discuss Phillips like he's a lost cause and that he's a draft bust. We forget about the fact that he was only a rookie last year. It's the same thing that surrounds Jameel Douglas. People are ready to write him off. It's the same thing that has happened with Billy Turner, who looks like he's going to be fighting for a starting position this year. But after two years, we're ready to write him off. And it could even be the same thing that happens with Dallas Thomas. He's going into his fourth year. Dallas Thomas may never be a starting caliber offensive lineman, but he could be a solid reserve. He could develop into a swing tackle. He seems to be better at tackle than guard, but he could end up playing any of those four positions in if the Dolphins ever needed it. So there, there's this idea that... As soon as a player hits the field, we want to be the first guy out there with the hot take that he's either the greatest or he's a bust. But we forget about the fact that sometimes it takes some guys some time to develop, and that's where we seem to be with Jordan Phillips this year, that he is developing into a defensive tackle, and he should absolutely be able to at least challenge Earl Mitchell, if not take over the starting role from him. Uh, Head coach Adam Gay said this week of Phillips – We're looking for him to take a big step this year. We're looking for him to do whatever he did last year and build off of that and improve. We're looking for that from a lot of our guys. We have a young team. Whatever snaps they got last year, those were valuable, and they can't let those go to waste. Now, moving forward, they have to build on that and make sure that they've learned from last year and improve this year. I think for a man his size, he's pretty quick. He's powerful. Our biggest thing with him is being able to keep him on the field and get him going and be productive on a consistent basis every time week in and week out he becomes a guy that whoever's in there with him that group is disruptive that's exactly what Jordan Phillips should be it's exactly what the Dolphins need him to be and it appears that that's what he is developing into Phillips did start four times last year he showed those flashes that made him a draftable defensive tackle he somebody who there were question marks about his motor and whether or not he would give it his all every game and every snap. And did he have a work ethic issue? And maybe that was part of it last year that, hey, he's now realizing to be a professional, he has to work on it. So hopefully that's what we're starting to see. Uh, he has a year of experience at the NFL level now. So maybe we will see him beat out Earl Mitchell and start next to Ndamukong which will give Miami a defensive line that should be able to take them forward over the next few years. That concludes our quick hits. I got a couple questions. So the first question came from, let's see, Dolphins Fan for Life. He asked it on the live thread from last week. Um, He says, as a regular caller for the live show, he now wants to know, where he should call to get his weekly fill of being on hold for 45 minutes. I'm really hoping that it wasn't 45 minutes usually, but if it was, hopefully we can get the live show back soon enough that he can start looking forward to that hold time again. Whatever the case, Dolphins fan for life, keep asking your questions, throw them into the live thread, and uh, I'll pick them up at the end of the week and make sure that they end up on the end of the show. And then our other question comes from Andrew Granado. I hope I pronounced that correctly. On Twitter, he's at a. Grenade and then a zero instead of an O. Um, asks if there will be a, a few undrafted free agent linebackers who get playing time like Neville Hewitt and company, which would be Neville Hewitt, Zach Vigil, and Mike Hull, like they did last year. Uh, right now the Dolphins have two... Rookie linebackers, both undrafted free agents, uh, Akil Blunt and James Burgess. I think Burgess probably has a more realistic chance to make the roster. I don't think either one of them does make the roster. I think Burgess probably ends up on the practice squad. Blunt probably could, too. Um, I think the, the problem is that you look at the starters, Koa Misi, Kiko Alonso, and... Um, Johnny Jenkins, those are your three starters, which means Hewitt, Vigil, and Hull are at least the backups. If maybe not all three of those guys make the roster again, new coaching staff, so there'll be some changes. Maybe Hull ends up back on the practice squad, which could eat Blunt's spot. But you're looking at probably six players that are already established at the position so Burgess and Blunt both have to find a way to get onto the the radar of the coaches early if they're going to try to make it at the end of the day could Burgess end up being a guy later in the year that sees some playing time or makes an impact on special teams and gets a roster position because of that I think that's possible, but I think that those are probably the way it falls is they both end up either practice squad or cut and maybe Burgess floats around for a little bit bouncing back and forth between the roster and the practice squad, getting some special teams experience and slowly starting to develop into a player that maybe in 2017 is ready to be a primary reserve. Those would be my guesses. Um, I don't know either way. It, Really isn't something that has been talked about at OTAs, so I can't really tell you if any of these guys are standing out or starting to have flashes. Uh, again, it's June, and it's padless practices, so it's hard to really be able to say. Uh, thank you guys both for the questions. Thanks, everybody, for listening. That's your Finsider Radio Quick Hits for June 9th, and we will be back next week with another show. Thanks.